1: What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Spoiler
0: Alert Special
1: Edition. it's not really. Um, yes, it is. It's, it's a, a holiday edition. Sure. What? Oh, sure. Yes, yes it is. It's we're a doing holiday it. Edition. It's a late edition. How about that? Yeah. We didn't do it on time. It's a late holiday edition. There you go. Uh, so we were going to do the show as we do most weeks. But then, Life. oh, I got tickets to go see a Miyazaki movie last night. Um,.
0: Mark was traveling. Uh, Do still isn't on the show. The, and then I was actually just—I was sitting by my microphone, with just the waiting. Books, just waiting. Yeah. And no one.
1: Even though I wasn't in the room with you, you were still just like, "Where's he? He'll I, be here." He'll I actually here talked
0: minute. through the whole episode as though I thought it would be, and I did. I did Mark's voice. I did your voice. I kept going back and forth. How does my voice sound? I It's like in the moment. No. It's it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like a.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep, that's me. That's it. <laughs> yeah. you nailed it.
0: Yeah. Um, all right,
1: so here's the thing. We didn't do the show, but then uh, Noel and I... By the way, I'm Johnny Destructo. You're listening to Spoiler Alert. Thank you so much for joining us. With me this week is... Noel. And we were talking, and we had enjoyed War of Realms so much that we decided we had to just put out a little mini-episode about it.
0: Yeah, a truncated episode of just kind of this event.
1: It has been so long since I have cared about a... Um, event that i i thought this was worth discussing absolutely right like what was the last good uh event in your opinion in your estimation from marvel comics well god there's
0: been an event once or twice every year i know actually i'm i i don't want to use the term event fatigue because i think it's a little played out it's why would you be Uh, tired of an awesome thing (laughs) why would you be tired of like big stories because all you care about is like quote-unquote what matters yeah um but no, it's, it's hard to kind of keep track of them or even read all of them. You used to be able to just really read all of them because there was yeah. a good year in between. I think the last one that I remember, and I did enjoy, even though not everyone else did, was Secret Wars. I dug Hickman's John.
1: Oh, Secret Wars. I'm sorry. I was thinking Secret Invasion, Brian Michael Bendis.
0: I liked that a lot, too. Thank you very much. No, I didn't uh, that, that's been getting a lot of shit lately.
1: It has, because most of it took place in the, the Savage Land. There was like four issues and everyone was going... Are we still in the Savage well, the, Land? Anyway. Well,
0: the whole point was that they were stuck there. Yeah.
1: So my – see, I thought the whole point was that there were scrolls. No. Not they, that they were hanging out in the Savage everyone Land. Everyone that you
0: think could finish it in a heartbeat was stuck in the Savage Land while mm-hmm. other things were happening and all gotcha. the other heroes were I'm sorry. Ah, whatever. Yeah, it yeah. Reread. it. It's great.
1: The, the, so the last one – when I tweeted about it just today, mm-hmm. the last one I could think of that came to mind was Siege. I went, yeah, it was really four fun. four issues, in and out, done. Now, this is the polar opposite of that, because mm. there was a hundred books.
0: It was an aggressive amount of, of uh, tie-ins. Yeah, and, and we poo-pooed cross-
1: it at the start. When we saw it, I believe I was just cursing into the microphone, mm-hmm. because I was in the middle of having to do orders <laughs> for all of these ancillary titles. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh, so I should also mention, I haven't read any of the ancillary titles,
0: I'm in the middle. Like I've read, I've read the ones that of the books I'm already reading. So yeah. like I read Thor, so mm-hmm. I wrote those ones. I did read like two or three of the one shots because I liked the creative Strike teams. Strike force. Yeah. yeah. So like I like Tom Taylor and I like Brian Hill, and he they each wrote uh, one shots mm-hmm. for this. So I, so I read those. But yeah. Besides that, yeah.
1: I've I've skipped most of them because I felt like just the issues themselves of War of the Realms were so meaty. Oh. You yeah. got a whole meal out of the damn thing. but I not, didn't really need the extraneous stuff.
0: Not dense in a overly written kind of way. Just mm-hmm. like every single issue was like a third act. Yeah. Like it was literally firing all cylinders. And it's for a very specific reason. This is essentially the culmination of what? Jason Aaron's nearly a decade. Yeah. Six year run of Thor. all of Thor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it reminds me in scope of, but better, and I'm I'm using air quotes better, right? Because it's subjective. Um, then I would think Grant Morrison's Batman run. Yeah. it because this feels like it actually wrapped up a bunch of stuff, mm. whereas I feel like the Grant Morrison stuff, even though it had a lot of different things sprinkled throughout of it throughout it, I don't think it wrapped up in quite a bow. And this one was like a night like a bow. It was like yeah, wrapped I,
0: it up nice. I you know what I would. I've enjoyed this, and i haven't I haven't sat through the entire run of of Jason Aaron's Thor. Mm-hmm. It's it's relaunched like five times. Yeah. yeah, it's had so many number ones and so many different iterations that you sometimes forget that it's been one continuous run. Mm-hmm. And I have dropped off and on and mm-hmm. always just like caught Same. back up. Same um, with Grant Morrison. I never jumped back on at points because it was it became like uh, for him. For me, his valleys with the Batman run were deeper. Yes. And I didn't want to jump back in all that happily. Yeah.
1: Speaking, yeah, I I have the same experience with Jason Aaron's Thor. The God Butcher and the God Bomb and the first maybe three or four trades of that initial run Mm -hmm. I thought was fantastic. I'm a sucker for those three Thors. Yeah. The Odin Thor, Young Thor, Unworthy Thor, and Current Thor. Current Thor. So I was super into that. I just had a blasty blast with that. And then I was super into Jane Foster Thor, the idea of it. But I found that I did not care as much for the storylines he was giving her like rocks on. And yeah, I, Dario Agar. I don't care about Dario Agar. I can't. I don't even like saying his name. It's a terrible name.
0: It sounds like a really, really bad Swedish metal band, mm-hmm. Dario Agar. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and I know it's supposed to be like, oh, dagger, right? Oh
0: goodness, dagger. Oh, whatever. Fuck me. Good. I I read the first. I want to say two or three arcs of Jane Foster Thor, and the only reason why I stopped reading it is just because I, just because I fell off. Like, yeah. there's uh, we. We live underneath piles of stacks. Yes, we do, <laughs> which I think you have an email about. We, we live underneath piles of stacks, So there are times when I ebb and flow on books, or that I'll catch back with them later. Um, if it wasn't for this most recent um, relaunch of Thor, I probably wouldn't, still wouldn't know what happens towards the whole second half of, of Jane Thor or of Jane Foster Thor's run. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I haven't been reading the current Thor. Because I don't like Mike Del Mundo's
0: art. It's so fun in this sh- in this context. When they go to hell, it's so beautiful. Yeah, like just, there are some things that Mike Del Mundo isn't necessarily leans well towards the yeah. painterly style and yeah. the very like expressionist style. But when they are in certain realms, mm-hmm. it's actually really cool.
1: Okay, I mean, I'm gonna go. But this is one. This is that's what I want to say. I think my takeaway of this entire storyline is, I am going to reread all of this Jason Aaron th- stuff eventually. In its entirety because it's so fun and it's so yeah. big. its The scope is huge. And it's doing something that I don't think comics have done successfully in a long time since I was a kid. When books would dovetail into other books which would spawn off other books and then a writer on this book would then reference something that happened five years ago on someone else's book. Yeah. So the fact that Donnie Kate showed up and started writing Venom... And then started tying in the Venom God Null, Null, with the Gore stuff Mm -hmm. from the God Butcher. Yeah, I was like, yes, this is comic books done correctly.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's um, I I think when this is like even a uh, like a even bigger macro conversation, but with when Bendis left Marvel, I think everybody was kind of wondering what would happen, and. I, I with with people like Jason Aaron, kind of like being in the center of it, and then all of these other younger writers and storytellers taking threads of his. Mm-hmm. I think everything's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And this, if this is any indication, uh, if it if it's not obvious, we both loved War of Realms. Oh my god, it's so fun! I
1: was texting you while I was reading it. Just like, <laughs> oh my god, and I would take screenshots of the comic and be like, look at this, because I already knew that you had already read it. I wasn't yeah, really spoiling so, it.
0: So it was it was it, like the the text would go uh, a picture. Holy fuck! Oh my god! <laughs> and then my response would be like, yup. <laughs> <laughs> "Yep." <Yeah. laughs> I, I think I think my phone just knows to type in all caps. Yup. Yep. Yep. <laughs> in our conversations, it just like pops up. Yeah.
1: Um. So anyway, uh, should we do that email real quick because it is tied directly into this event? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, good friend of mine, Callie Grace, had written in. Callie Grace. We were talking about. I had asked. I had posted on Facebook. Oh my god, War of Realms. What a great event. I haven't liked an event like this in Siege. And then I, I tagged my friend Callie in it, who's also a, a, a reader, and she loves the Jane Foster Thor. She came in because of Jane Foster Thor. She was one of those people who the sad boys on the Internet say don't exist. They go, oh, why are they writing a Lady Thor? No one cares about that. No, it's not going to bring in readers. And I had people who have literally started reading Thor because of that. So that was kind of sweet so um she i said um have you are you all caught up because this is fantastic and then she started texting me but i'm gonna call it an email (laughs) so she says continuing the war of the realms thread i have been a very having a very hard time lately with work and it has been very hard to make the time or have energy to make any real dent in my comic backlog tbh (laughs) to be honest the two read stack gives me anxiety and i ultimately get defeated by it something like well i have about 30 issues of things to read and that is basically impossible right now so i might as well ignore them and let them to continue to pile up dot 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 and now i have 50 issues to read and that feels impossible right now dot dot and the cycle continues so she feels pressured and I think it's self-pressure. I think I don't think it's like, well, it's, pre- it's external
0: environmental pressure, too. So, like, she has she has a spouse that's also reading it. And like, yeah. have you read it yet? And yeah. like excitedly. And then her social circle is yeah, like, have, you, have you guys read it oh, yet? All caught did up? I, did you, blowing her up her spot on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> calling JD. her out like a real
1: dick. <laughs> um, So, yeah. So she's she says she's harboring shame, anxiety and depression about not being able to to deliver on reading a thing. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. I used to have this problem, too. Um, But maybe it's because I own a comic book store and I had to come to the terms with the fact that I can't read all the things. Yeah. That I just have to take 10 steps back and go, well, I'm really enjoying Doomsday Clock. That is the top of my stack. And if I don't get to anything after that, this is the one that's on the top of my stack. And if I have to wait to get the Spider-Man life story number three, I'll get to that tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At least once a week, I'll reorganize my haven't read yet stack Mm -hmm. and start to and like just going through that once a week, you'll see like I am really enjoying Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. I'm four issues behind. So like I'm going to pull those a little closer to the top of the stack, all four of them. Mm -hmm. And one of these nights, hopefully I'll get through two or three of those, but still balancing the stuff that are must reads every week. Yeah, like Doomsday Clock and and life story and war of the realms age of x-man age of (laughs) war of the realms is one that would always jump to the top of the stack it's just like i need to i need to read this as soon Mm -hmm. as possible so you know captain america number 10 is going to have to wait right because that's monthly and i can wait whereas this is coming out faster so like you just kind of like emotionally rationalize
1: it yeah i i also have because i read novels a lot too i have Shelves. (laughs) Shelves.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, no, that's I read a,
0: prose. <laughs> 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 no, absolutely. But yeah. I have
1: I have shelves of books that I haven't gotten to. Yeah, that's why I'm glad that I have the Spiral Bookcase Book Club forces you. Forces. I got to read this book. Yeah. So I can talk about it. So um, I think another way I kind of have shifted my viewpoint on getting to that stack is this is not an albatross around my neck. This is not a stinky, smelly fish that I'm lugging around, right? Mm -hmm. What it is, and just because I like Klondike bars, let's (laughs) say I've got I've got a freezer full of Klondike bars that I got to get to, and they're delicious, and I'm going to enjoy them, but I don't feel pressure to get to those Klondike bars because they're just sitting there, they're waiting on me. I'm going to get to them. Do you know what I I mean? mean, I think it's perspective. I think it's like what you bring to it.
0: I I agree. It, well, you mentioned before too, like uh, I maybe off fire. It's a it's a good problem to have.
1: Yeah, but oh, that's, yeah, of course. But
0: there is there is a problem aspect to it too. Like whether it's whether it's a social pressure or not enough time in the day or you know life lifes you, mm-hmm. and those things that you enjoy, you can't do it as much as you want to right. or right away. Mm-hmm. And it being there is just a reminder about how much life is lifing you right now, <laughs> and it's just like
1: ugh. Uh, I see what you mean. So yeah, like. I get
0: I would love to just book a vacation to do nothing but read. But mm-hmm. even when I book a vacation, there's other things that have to be accounted for. And yep. it's just like Ugh. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's it's a it's a reminder of what you're not doing, not necessarily a problem in and of itself.
1: Right. No, I see what you mean. I have a similar problem and that's that's how I got to that point where I was saying mm-hmm. it's a good problem to have.
0: It's a great problem. To is have.
1: that there's so much good shit out there mm-hmm. for geeks, right? Um, Nerds. Nerds. To enjoy, there's so many TV shows. There's so many video games, comic books, novels. What else? Did uh, I say TV shows? TV shows, there's, movies. I can't, like, I'm in really enjoying Swamp Thing. And I got to... I, I haven't c- even done it yet. It's because so it's, goddamn good. Swamp I'm Thing still, is so I'm good. I'm still
0: in the middle of Doom Patrol, I guess. I, should just I skipped inter- ahead.
1: I jumped. I jumped. Because I'm such a horror guy that I was like, you know what? People are saying this is a really good horror, body horror show. Let me jump ahead to that. And that's what I did. But that's similarly with... Um, Callie Grace talking about Thor and War of Realms and all that stuff, I jumped all those Thor issues. So yeah. I don't have a stack of Thor. I just read War of the Realms.
0: You can totally get away with it. Also, too, like, um, so coming back around to this event, what made the tie-in issue, well, at least the Thor proper issues, I, I can't speak to all the tie-ins because I didn't read them all, but the basic Thor issues were, were constructed as pieces uh, of the puzzle, but not they were really just like side information mm-hmm. that didn't take from and only added to the event. So you could have gone without actually reading them like you did. Yeah. Like one issue, um, one recent issue uh, right before, like the one that was in between, I think it was issue four thirteen. It was in between the fifth and sixth issues, or the fourth and fifth issue of War of, War of, War of Rums. Rums. And it was only about Kull, Borson, Odin's brother, the god of fear. Being, oh, I forgot about that dude. He was like being undercover not undercover, just like, you know, in the trenches at Fartelheim? Svart- the the Svartelheim. Dark Elf. Yes. Him being in the trenches and being like he was sent by Odin to find out how they're traveling to discover the the black bifrost yeah. and how they're powering it. Oh, so and he found just, the black
1: bifrost. That's that is how just, he got to that yeah. in War of Realms.
0: But in War of Realms itself, it's not completely necessary to hold that know that whole backstory. I didn't need it. Yeah,
1: I went. Oh, there's a black bifrost. Cool. No,
0: that issue itself was fantastic because it gives Cull background, uh, his relationship with his brother, how mm. it's mirrored with Loki and Thor, and his mm. end, like how he at the end sacrifices himself for this larger thing. And it's just it's, yeah. it was a really great story. They even made reference to fear itself, right. a terrible event. Also written by, by, Matt, by Jason Aaron. No. Oh, Matt is that Fraction. not Jason
1: Aaron? Original Sin.
0: Original Sin, Was yeah. Jason Aaron. Okay, Matt Fraction that. wrote uh, Fear Itself, which Hated was... Hated it. <laughs> I didn't like it either, which was c- called Borson, the yeah. God of Fear, and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it was just one of those really good like, standalone issues that helped the plot, but didn't necessarily need it. And that's what all of these have been. It was worth reading.
1: Yeah. But going back to the main six, and those are the only ones I read, <laughs> let's talk about them. So... I, you and I were walking to my shop to do this podcast 10 minutes ago, mm-hmm. and I said, there's so much that happens in this issue that I feel a little over, oh, Not, I'm sorry, issues in this, in this whole, whole crossover, the just book, the, yeah. just the six issues that I did read that I was like, I'm a little confused of how we got where we got. Um, I remember the big broad strokes, but do you want to give a quick couple of sentences about each issue?
0: Sure. Sure. Uh, issue one. Um, was essentially the beginning of the third act for the entire run of Thor. Mm-hmm. So this whole time throughout the run of Thor, Malekith, the accursed, the dark elf king, god, whatever
1: from had, Thor: The Dark World.
0: Yes, yes, the, the same that shitty Christopher villain, Eccleston himself, yeah, <laughs> with a half face. Ugh. Um, has been taking over all of the other nine realms, and he has successfully defeated them all, and has mm. amassed his armies and created allies in the whole nine. Um, the last one to take is Midgard, Earth. And the very beginning of this book, the first issue is all the other eight realms bearing down on the Marvel Universe. Manhattan. All, yeah. yeah well, where everything happens. Because, yeah,
1: there's nowhere else to go.
0: Yeah. I, f- I feel like even the Dark Elves know that if we're going to take any place, it's the uh, very large population of superheroes that live in this yeah. one American city. Yeah. There's,
1: <laughs> it's mostly superheroes in Manhattan and then like three civilians.
0: I think it's, a, it's like a five to ten <laughs> ratio yeah, yeah. Of, of vigilantes. Yeah. So the the first issue really is just like that that opening salvo that that beginning of the end of status quo.
1: And we got by the end Luffy crunching down on Loki. Yeah, just chewing him up. Throughout the whole thing
0: him. you never knew where Loki really stood cuz he was banished from Asgard and was living in the land of the frost giants with his uh actual father. And mm-hmm. he betrays everyone all the time and he gets eaten yeah but he gets he gets eaten in a very interesting way like the only person that you the only person that he appears to have true loyalty to for better or worse is his mother freya
1: the one he stabbed in the back yeah for
0: a further purpose yeah yeah. it's it's very convoluted it it
1: was going but like yeah yeah that was like oh damn
0: yeah yeah um and to prove to her that he is doing this for more, mm-hmm. he allows himself to get eaten. Yeah, and it's wild, brutal.
1: It was super gross. Yeah. Um. And th- we should also mention that Thor no longer has Mjolnir.
0: No, no, that's uh, he's got for a bit. whole
1: bunch of other axes and hammers that are not as powerful as Mjolnir.
0: Yeah, he's he's not he's not. It's not that he's not worthy anymore. It's. Literally that it's destroyed. Mjolnir yeah. is gone. It is but one... It, it was destroyed inside the center of the sun, and all he has left is one little shard of Uru that he wears on his person. Yeah.
1: That's A it. Necklace. Yeah. So that's issue one. What happens in issue two?
0: Issue two is Manhattan falling. hmm So the other eight realms are just too much for uh, the heroes of the Marvel Universe to handle. They lose ground. And retreat to Asgard. So, um, Doctor Strange uh, transports all the survivors and heroes that he possibly can uh, mystically to Asgard. Yep. Um, and unfortunately, some are left behind to die.
1: Yeah. And this is sort of where all of those ancillary titles start. Yes. So, so good.
0: No, 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 I was, I was actually going to follow up on that. Yeah. The first two issues of this book are literally just like that first chunk. And then... And the conclusion of this second issue is kind of where the world opens up, like mm-hmm. all of those other titles kind of uh, come into play.
1: And then the Punisher is going around killing people. He's got his own miniseries. There's Journey into Mystery, which was written by the McElroys, McElroy's which I didn't read.
0: I read the first issue. It I hear cute. it's very good. It was cute.
1: Um, and then at the end of issue two... Ooh. Are we going to do spoil? Like, well, hey, by the way, way
0: spoilers, yeah. all of it. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I should put in an intro ahead of time. But like, We're going to spoil everything about War of Realms. Uh, and we lose... Valkyrie, yeah. To um, Malekith.
0: yeah. He the takes big her old old Shink. So what's what's awful about this too is that he, um, she does not get transported away, and she is left alone in in Manhattan to fight the hordes, and mm-hmm. is just overtaken and killed publicly, like she's yeah. killed on television. I think they're they're literally watching. Yeah. her get her it's head execution. taken from her body. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's brutal. Um.
0: Jane is not happy with this turn of events. And then three? Uh, Three is... So, like, as you said, like, at the end of two... um, The end of two is, like, the mix of these two larger stories. So, like, it's been mainly a Thor book this whole time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. At the end of two is when it's a Marvel Universe book. So, they are... They lean really heavy on taking all of these other Marvel Universe characters and pushing them into this, like, mystical world of mm-hmm. Asgard. So, so Heimdall... Some of them are very interesting. They're very interesting. Yeah. Heimdall is um, blind. He's, yeah. He was blinded a long time ago by in another war, who is, you know, the Asgardian that could see all, mm-hmm. and he was sent everybody to where they need to be. Um, he, he
1: controls the Bifrost. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, so they give Daredevil the power of the Bifrost yeah. because even though he is blind, his senses allow him to hear everything at all times. hmm so he he becomes the of the Bifrost and sends all these teams out. They, the god without fear. Yeah, it's fantastic. The way that the way that they they do it too like his special way of seeing but on a godlike level, it's yeah. just so awesome. So neat. And then uh, all these other, um, these other strike force, these other strike force teams are, are sent out. So, so Thor was captured by mm. the Frost Giants. So Captain America, who, who's on his little his strike team? It's Captain America, Wolverine, Wolverine
1: Spider Man, uh, Luke uh, Cage, page. and Iron Fist.
0: Yeah. So they're sent to the Frost Giant land on Pegasus. On, on Pegas- <laughs> Pegasus. Pegasus. Yes. Pegasus. Pegasi. Pegas- um, to save Thor, uh, Captain Marvel has a team sent to, Captain Marvel and all of, like, the harsh characters that are willing to murder, like, the, the War, War Avengers. Avengers. So,
1: we've got, uh, Deadpool, uh, a Venom, Captain Marvel, looking Whip and H, Weapon H, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Bucky, Sif, and, uh, Captain,
0: Br- Britain. Cap- Cap- Br- Britain. They're essentially the, the ground unit, so they, um... Yeah, they're they're the they're the stormtroopers of the ground unit. They just go country to country and start clearing out enemies. And um, then
1: we've got who's this team? This is Ghost, the new Ghost Rider, plus the Freya, Punisher, plus Freya, team. plus Blade, and Shield. I got I love the, these
0: teams. They're the they're kind of like the dark mystical team. They go mm-hmm. to Svartalfheim to uh, find out about and try and stop the, or control the Black Bifrost. Gotcha. So like. This is this is like this is prime event. This yeah. is where you've got multiple things happening on very many levels, all concurrently. Yeah. This is this is um, third act Star Wars, man, where you've mm. got like three teams doing three separate things, and they yeah. all have to line up in the same way. Mm-hmm. This is awesome.
1: Really well done. Oh, super. Really. Well done. So there's been so many events where it's like it's it feels so sloppy and it doesn't make sense. But not only does this make sense, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so And then I see that we've got the Fantastic
0: Four here They're protecting New York
1: Did you notice Mr. Fantastic?
0: Oh yeah, he looks like John Krasinski Yeah, yeah. from The
1: Office <laughs> yeah. That's amazing yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, we should talk about Russell Donovan's art very briefly Oh yeah, it's fantastic It's, it's wonderful When he took over for the goddess of oh, Wait we, He took over for, you know, he started the Jane Foster Thor book yeah, yeah That yeah. was his book I wasn't super into it. There are certain things that I just don't like the way he draws, certain faces and stuff. But, man, is he put in the work here? It's yeah, so and good looking. Didn't he, he's been,
0: uh, for all intents and purposes, he's been with the Thor book since almost the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. it started with Ethan Ribic, but then in, like, the second run of... Like right after God Butcher, or in the middle of God Butcher. Oh, is that when he took over? He took he took over, or did a lot of fill-ins, and okay. then became the regular artist when Esau Ribic moved over to Secret Wars and stuff. Right, right, right. So right. he's been he's been work he's had a successful working relationship with Jason Aaron for a while. Now. Yeah, he's, and he's, this stuff is fantastic.
1: The amount of stuff. Oh, ooh, dropping dropping coffee. Um, the amount of stuff that he has to draw in this book, like when you, I don't want to compare artists. No, but. I will say that Doomsday Clock, Gary Frank, so much in there, and it's so late. Russell Dodderman is doing equally difficult work here, I would say, Mm -hmm. and it came out on time. Now, I don't know if that's because they just, he's been drawing it a year ago. I don't know.
0: This, like, uh, an on-time, if not ahead-of-schedule event with so many tie-ins to conclude yeah, the, with the, no issue. The fact, no issue whatsoever.
1: The fact that it just went and got done mm-hmm. and on time is yeah. flabbergasting to me.
0: 5 years ago this would have been done by that like they would have kept this on schedule with four or five fill-in artists uh-huh. or switching artists midway through or yep. or you know you're your McNiven would only do the first and last mm-hmm. issue, mm-hmm. and then it would be a fill-in every and single, every one. And then Mike DiDato would
1: do every other in-between in one. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, this is, this has been the, this is like one original creative voice. So at the end of this third issue, <laughs> they, they go to, quote-unquote, save Thor. Yeah. But then they discover him having literally murdered all the giants. Yeah. His arm is missing. He's covered in blood he's and swinging
1: basically a hammer like ju- it's just the hammer handle he has beaten with a little bit of hammer on it
0: he has beaten the metal off of the hammer
1: <laughs> oh uh, he's, and he's, he's asking mad. for more giants <laughs> send me more giants to murder so he's,
0: he's going through the um Berserk, uh, the Berserker Thor, Thor, like the Thor rage, God rage. Uh, it was a thing that, Is um, that Okay,
1: so I'd never heard of that before. It was mentioned in issue six. Yeah. Is that just like when Wolverine goes into his...
0: It's it's something like that. It's it's like, um... Berserker rage. So Jason Aaron wrote about it during, um, the, the little miniseries, The Unworthy Thor, where he was mm. looking for that extra hammer. Right. The one um, from
1: Ultimate Marvel. Ultimate universe, yeah. Yeah.
0: So during that they kind of talked about it where it's um, being so lost in like in battle and then you know you know he's he's powered up to begin with so like mm. these super powerful beings have to always make sure they're not losing control yeah. in order depending on what they're doing yeah, yeah. and it's just it's it's it's, Letting go. it's, it's Wolverine rage okay yeah, cool but yeah, it's just Berserker god, rage it's yeah. god level
1: ah. and then War of Realms number four
0: Stand on Blackbridge this is where um, shit gets real uh, this is Freya's in charge point. of the Black, Black Bifrost. Bifrost. She lets it inside of her.
1: Is that why she's all? Z- z-
0: yeah. So gotcha. she she sends her team. They discover the Black Bifrost. They're being bore down on. She sends her team back to Asgard and takes control of Black Bifrost. So mm-hmm. she's she's essentially letting herself be corrupted. Yeah. Through and through. And. Um, Odin finds out about this and he's like, nah, fam. <laughs> Not <laughs> my wife, dog. I'm going to get my girl. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and then we get Malekith has tracked down the, the venom symbiote. Yes. And is using that to make a sword.
0: Yeah. So for some reason or somehow, and it, it ties up with Donny Cates, thing. Yeah. For some reason or somehow Malekith is aware of this cosmic God or being and mm-hmm. like, Ooh, cool. One of you's here, yeah, and he's able to just kind of manipulate Venom into a weapon, as opposed to it being so. It's like a sentient weapon, yeah. not unlike how the whole thing started with the God Butcher sword. Like the, what was it called? The oh, weapon. I don't remember the name of that? The, the the Gore's weapon. Yeah, yeah, which which essentially was a piece of the original symbiote,
1: mm-hmm. which we're told <laughs> off air was all black. The Necro sword,
0: which is just a great thing. Yeah, Necro Sword.
1: Um, and then oh, so then Iron Man, as he does, makes Odin a suit of armor.
0: Yeah. So now he, um, he's Odin
1: Borson, the Iron All Father. Uh, yeah. He well, he's, he's gonna he's, put iron in front of all. He's Allfather. all crunked That's up.
0: He's all crunked up from uh, um, being, which we didn't mention, mercilessly stabbed by tons and tons of of dark elves. Yeah. Yeah. So he's on his last leg, and he's like, Nah, I'm gonna go get my wife and tony's like hey, wait, actually i figured you might want Just to so happens i, I haven- made you a suit <laughs> that would harness uh odin's uh all father
1: hours yeah yeah so he shows um, up for that
0: so he shows up for that to save freya um but really she doesn't need saving and they have the most contentious beautiful hilarious relationship
1: and this is one of one of the screenshots i sent you yes which was he's showing up and he's helping Freya and they're fighting all these dark al- elves while trying to destroy the Black Bifrost, right?
0: Yeah. And they're, well, no. They, they don't want to destroy it until everyone is where they're supposed to be. Right, right. Like they so want to push back off forces. They're holding it from being taken over. Then yeah. they're
1: going to drop the bomb. Yep. Uh, so he says, uh, what does he say? um
0: they're moon- i'll they're- see
1: you in hell freya and kiss you like you've never been kissed before and share responses for thousands of years we've been married and you wait until now to finally do it and he goes what what have i done turn me on you stupid bastard yeah
0: so good <laughs> it's so, um, so cheesy well, <laughs> and so fun well ever like in the last like almost it's even longer <laughs> than jason aaron's run they've been fighting so like if you if you've been married to somebody for i don't know Millennium? seven eight hundred thousand <laughs> years <Yeah. laughs> Um, you hate each other, like you probably go through ebbs and flows of hating each other and not hating each other. So the last decade, they have either not been in the same room mm-hmm. or only talked shit about each other. And yeah. you would only ever hear like Freya ask Thor, "Has he said anything about me?" Right, or vice yeah, versa. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> so they finally kind of came together, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was
1: yeah. what a what a fun page. Nah. And then oh, and then Thor finally shows
0: up. Yeah, Thor. Um, they they take Thor back to to rest, and he's like, "Nope." goes to the goes immediately to the weapons room and puts on a new arm which is the destroyer armor's mm-hmm. arm. Uh, grabs a couple weapons and he's just like uh, the only way to what is it to get more Thor's with the Avengers
1: in the lead we can. Nay, there's only one who will lead this fight and his name is Thor. Yeah. Uh, soon will come the lightning streaking down from the darkened sky, shattering everything in its path, and the hammers will follow.
0: He's insane. So, uh, so for the entire. Fifth issue, it's it's almost like a weird existential issue. So like the entire MC universe is fighting this war, holding them off, and Thor is kind of taken off the board. Mm-hmm. So he um makes I guess makes a last ditch effort into the sun. So like in, in the in the Thor series, um Mjolnir was destroyed in the heart of the sun. Yeah. They showed um Thor a couple of times trying to find more pieces of it. Mm-hmm. So he would hold his breath and almost like free dive into yeah. the surface of the sun to see if he can, you know, reclaim at least a little bit more of there. Right, right. So he goes up there. I for, I think, does Daredevil send him or? Yeah, Daredevil takes him up. Takes him up and then he realizes that the Tree of Life. Right? The World, the world, the world tree. tree, yeah. Which has been gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like way long before Jason Aaron's run, I think it was destroyed a long time ago. Yeah, or yeah, it was destroyed during um, Fear itself or something. It's been gone for a long okay. time. it's regrown. It's been it's been regrowing in this in the sun.
1: Yeah, which I we're just now discovering that with this issue. right? Yep. Okay, it wasn't he didn't know that before when he was deep diving. No, didn't, I guess I the mean sun's the sun's big. big. It's a big place. Yeah.
0: Um, so I, hear, I also hear it's flat. Thor it is it's a flat, flat sun. sun theory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thor asks uh I, I so this I didn't know about I, maybe it's a it's it's some sort of wives tale or legend um that a god of old nailed themselves to the world tree for a vision.
1: Oh. Something
0: like that. Okay. I'm super paraphrasing it but that literally that's what this comes from. He he asks um <laughs> he asks uh, him to ignore the screams, and I'm Daredevil. gonna go. Yeah, yes. gonna Daredevil, go, gonna like go yeah. Daredevil, who's like
1: floating. We should say why wow, how Daredevil is up on, near the sun. There's like a big um, a bubble, like an Odin, Odin ship.
0: <laughs> as a big old as there is. Yeah. yeah, as you do. Um, it's just
1: like there's space sharks. Yeah, <laughs> I love that there's <laughs> space sharks.
0: <laughs> so to get <laughs> what the fuck to get. Oh, and then his you know granddaughter's chumming the sea, the skyways. Um, so to get. <laughs> To get the answer to how to defeat Malekith and stop the War of the realms, Thor is like uh, last ditch effort i 'm going to try and have some of these visions, yeah, hook me up to this tree in the middle <laughs> of the sun <laughs> upside down it's if I start great. screaming, just ignore, ignore me yeah. <laughs>
1: so that okay, so that part i didn't get is the fact that he was that was part of some sort of um, uh, what's the word i'm looking for a uh, him Prophecy himself. or
0: something like that, or? sure.
1: It's tradition, yeah. Of like, I'm gonna nail myself to the world tree. Yeah, so I like can have a visions.
0: story told a kid. Father's 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 father yeah. did this. Yeah.
1: So I didn't know that. So I didn't know why. Like, why is he nailing himself to the tree?
0: I think they mention it. Um, like,
1: I'm gonna sit here and burn until I figure it out. It's like, so All weird. Right, it, I guess that's like, strange.
0: It's not really introduced, but then they mention it either in a recap page or through dialogue, how he came upon the plan. I say to go. Well, you know, spoiler to go. Acquire other Thors, yeah. Because the only way oh, to God. That's, I, that's oh, so, <clears throat> so yeah, so Freya and Odin are captured by Malekith and put in the mm-hmm. middle of Stonehenge, and he tells Thor, "Hey, only you can come and try and save your parents, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you in front of them. That's yeah, what, yeah. that's how I'm gonna win. Uh, only Thor can enter here. If not, then I'll destroy everything." Well, yeah. So it, he... the
1: the the way the spell works is if anything other than Thor comes through the uh, the two, um, Freya and Allfather, will be decimated. There you go. That's how that's how it works. So if anyone even tries <laughs> to come through, those two will die.
0: So using the Fantastic Four and their time bridge... Oh, my God. Or time... Time plate. Time plate. Time, whatever that thing's called. Time platform. Yeah. Time travel. <laughs> <laughs> they go and collect multiple Thors.
1: That we, that harkens all the way back to the, six years ago, the very beginning. Yep. Two trade paperbacks. So with, we
0: got... Which Thors? All
1: th- we got the, oh, is his name Allfather Thor?
0: Uh, King Thor.
1: King Thor. Yeah. And young pre-Mjolnir Thor, Unworthy Thor. Unworthy Thor. Thor. That, that's that's kind of different. It's not, not the, the series Unworthy Thor, but the actual Unworthy asshole Thor. Asshole Thor. Yeah, Asshole Thor. Petulant Child Thor, let's yeah, call him. Baby Thor. And then Current Thor.
0: And Current Thor. And, and ooh, so, um, uh, what is her name? So Jane Foster uh, Jane Foster I think at the end of the 4th issue she is able to reform very quickly the broken ultimate. shards of the ultimate
1: the ultimate hammer. Thor's hammer which in this reality is called the War Thor Hammer. Yeah, she's and able that's to how, reconstitute it. Um, what's his name? The big old big dude?
0: Uh, bleh bleh. Volstaff.
1: Volstag False Falstag. False tag. Got. Um, he became the War Thor for a while, mm-hmm. and it's using the Ultimate Thor's hammer. Yes. So she's able to piece that back together very precariously. It's kind of like crumbling as she uses it, but that also makes her a Thor revert back into Thor. Mm-hmm. So now there's four Thor coming in a storm of Thors.
0: Which literally they do in the in the in the book. It's a storm.
1: A, f- a storm, storm of, of Thors. Thors. Yeah. So basically, we have the storm of Thors. These f- was it five? Four. four Thors four Thors. Uh, which is just great. The panel of all of them charging is is yeah. wonderful. Flying through the air with their different hammers and everything. And then we cut to back on Earth. Um, we're mostly winning. At this point, the heroes are kind of winning.
0: They're um, holding ground. Yeah. yeah. But um, they can't really do anything because they can't completely destroy the Bifrost yet. Right. Yeah.
1: And so we do have Laufey, the last remaining Frost Giant, and Loki's Pops. Who yep. chomped on Loki back in issue one. Mm-hmm. And he's... He's releasing some sort of super, oh, what is it? Okay,
0: so it's the, I forget what it's called. The
1: Casket of Ancient Winters, obviously, that's what it's called. It's a weapon in Odin's
0: throne room that he has been trying to get a hold of for literally ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Frost Giants, actually, I think they control that section of the, they they, they control North America. Okay. So he's in his domain, he's just like, F you guys. So
1: he, he pops it. Into his it's mouth like a like mint, a, like a tic tac, like, yeah. <laughs> like, um, and un- is unleashing this like super breath, yeah. Like, and he's like freezing all of everything, everything Manhattan. just
0: people and the whole nine.
1: Um, and so we've got Daredevil who has
0: a uh, Heimdall sword. I don't know what it's yes. called. Um, it's the key to the Bifrost, that giant sword,
1: yeah. Um, the buzzard, blizzard breath is what it's called. That, uh, the stuff that Luffy's unleashing. Um,
0: he is, uh, a Daredevil, uh, makes a Hail Mary toss of the sword. So, like, you got, like, anybody that hasn't read this yet, Luffy is huge. Yeah. He's not King Kong huge. He's like maybe 15 feet high, 15, mm-hmm. 20 feet tall. Um, and he is shooting out ice breath. And God, Daredevil is just like, I got this. Yeah, he, and he chucks the sword. <laughs> banks twice. <laughs> it banks off a building, off a glacier. Um, it makes Luffy turn his head. And it the sword goes down his throat. Yeah. I and, thought it was
1: going to like go right through his head or something. No, just, it was going to murder him. It's like, like
0: go. Yeah, it was like a, somebody. Banks swallowed it. Somebody driving in the. Bed of a truck and accidentally swallows a, a, a bug, and they're just yeah. like, ugh. Okay, anyway, and then <laughs> continues the conversation. Yeah. yeah, Blizzard. That's breath. all that happened. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of disappointing. and But he smirks, and it's just like, what was he doing? And this is the dude that can see everything? Uh huh. Yeah, come on. Mm hmm. So,
1: uh, oh, and we've also forgot to mention that. Um, Malacheth now has he's become he's tamed the Venom symbiote. Yes. And he's turned into sort of this like venomized Malacheth. Yes. Yeah, with so big he's... bat wings and um it's kind of cool actually because he stat he he makes venom into a sword mm-hmm. and then the sword he stabs Freya and then is able to command the sword to then split apart and stab her a whole bunch more. Yeah. It was pretty badass. Like the visuals on it was really rad.
0: It's a um I almost wish that they had an extra issue to just kind of like let this breathe a little bit cuz mm-hmm. there's like this this sixth issue if i had a complaint is just so much bitch happens. and scene bitch and scene bitch and <laughs> scene bitch and scene it's like you can't like um i think of i think of um avengers world yeah uh, where you had Hickman. yeah hickman's avengers world where you had thor go to another planet and um introduce himself and threaten that planet at the same time mm-hmm. And to do so, he tosses his he tosses his uh Mjolnir. his Mjolnir away, and he's talking to them. The conversation's not going well, and you're like, "Where's Mjolnir? yeah and then you discover and then he like holds his hand up and catches it through the dude at the end of the conversation that didn't go well, and he knew it wasn't going to go well and you just you get like that reverse time that shows you, oh, he tossed it around the the earth like that planet mm-hmm. over and over again to gain inertia M- because yeah. he knew this was going to go bad and you like those kind of scenes usually are given weight and they let you breathe. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is that over and over and over and <laughs> yeah, over again. Yeah, yeah, And you're just like, what the hell? Yeah.
1: Um, so then basically we've got all of the Thors and they're fighting Malekith and all of his demon dogs and all the dark elves <laughs> and all that other stuff. But basically he starts, now this is the part I missed, and he starts punching the hammer for some reason. I'm not sure why he does that. Do you get that? Because they even call out a couple times, like he's punching the hammer. Why is he punching the hammer?
0: Um, it's um, I took it as kind of like... um think of it as like a divining rod uh-huh. like like creating like he keeps like hitting the like creating uh the vibration and punching oh, it. like okay. just kind of like calling out it's almost like you you um bing, uh ringing a bell like gotcha. gonging you know like to get like all that that force going okay that's what i took it as and it was almost just like calling all these things together mm-hmm. like kept punching okay. it and punching it
1: okay and then um Finally the new the new Mjolnir
0: show. Yeah, goes. so like you're you're wondering why the hell he's punching this hammer <laughs> to make these noises and like you get these great splash pages and you still don't know what the hell's going on. And then it's revealed that he's actually was calling to all of the disparate pieces of Mjolnir in mm-hmm. the sun to reform themselves, took a piece of the world tree as the handle and yeah. fall to earth. Yeah, and it was just so epic and weird.
1: So, do you remember the origin? There was a Jason Aaron episode that was the origin of Mjolnir, and what Mjolnir actually is—the hammer.
0: Isn't it sentient in a way? Yes,
1: there is a sentient storm contained within the hammer itself, and that's how—that's why it's able to like fly around and come back, and it's because it's sentient.
0: Well, it's it's also it's why it's a character. it chooses. Yeah. So like, it didn't like it's it's not that. It's not that the person becomes worthy enough. Mm -hmm. It's the hammer that chooses whether that person is worthy at that time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But all of this storm stuff that's happening, the fire and ice, um, what's it say? In the beginning, there was only darkness. Then from the south came roaring fire, and from the north, swirling ice and mist. Something is about to be born. So I have a feeling that that he was calling back that storm in order to put it into this new Mjolnir. So I think that's what all this swirling is. All this big storm of fire and ice.
0: So he's he's creating a new storm mm-hmm. that was pulling all the pieces together yes. to recombine itself. So like that is uh, it's just hitting me now like that little idea or that like idea of an origin is super Norse mythology. Yeah. And he is combining it with super four-color comic books. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. And so many writers that have handled Thor before either go one way too far or the other. Like it's just all impenetrable Hamlet speak Mm -hmm. or it's just secret identities and and love triangles and it's just not like enough. This is super in the middle and I love it.
1: Yeah. He's really sort of calling together all of the best versions, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, And then basically just knocks out Malekith with his new Mjolnir. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but then the thing—the other page I sent you yeah. is after he has defeated Malekith, we cut back to Laufey, and he's still doing his storm he's business, still, his blizzard breath.
0: blowing up and, half of New York.
1: Um, Lady Thor shows up with the War Thor hammer, yeah, clocks him one, knocks out his eyeball. She's
0: got one good hit left after yeah, this, Yeah, that's right? what they told her. Yeah, yeah. like
1: one more hit, and then it's going to shatter. So she decides to use it against Laufey, knocks out his eyeball. Super gross. <laughs> and then he's like... I mean, you knocked out my eye, but I'm still going to murder everybody. And then, from within, someone starts slicing out, uh, and it's Loki. Loki is cutting his way out of Luffy, who chewed him up. I don't know, yesterday?
0: How? Well, a couple days ago? How long has it been? The the drawing is so gnarly. So like yeah. the rendition is so gnarly too. Like Loki is keeping certain limbs of his together with uh-huh. magic. Yeah. So he was inside him the whole time, just kind of like making sure he didn't get completely digested using magic and just waiting for a moment. Now, what I thought was cool about this was there's no way that Loki planned this, but Daredevil knew he was still alive in there because he can hear everything. Mm Mm-hmm. So wild. So like he took yeah. the chance of throwing the sword down there, like, hey, let's see. Yeah, let's, yeah. You know, let's
1: see if he gets a hold of it. Yeah. And he did. And he did. Oh, so so he cuts his way out. There's like entrails everywhere. You've got he's got the sword in his hand. He's missing most of his body. And he's got the chest, right? The big storm chest. Um and that's kind of it. That sort of sort of starts wrapping up and um moving forward with the different characters. So we've got Jane Foster now, who uh the Warthor hammer. Sort of, it, while it's shattering, is coming back to her and wraps around her arm like a gauntlet. Yeah, a golden gauntlet, which she doesn't know what it's supposed to be. She goes, "What the hell has just happened?"
0: It almost looks like a gold version of the necroblade. So, like it, it's it looks like it's reconstitutable mm-hmm. or like malleable, right? And it just attaches to her, but golden. Yeah, yeah. So you know um, it's good.
1: And, uh, you know, we got Loki saying the king of the Frost Giants is dead. Long live the king. So I guess he's going to be taking over as the king of the Frost Giants. I I assume. (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) Okay, go either way.
1: Um, And then, oh, and then the big, big thing, the big end of the book Mm -hmm. is we've got, first of all, finally, some um, conversation between Odin and Thor. Thor has never been good enough. And finally, Odin is saying... You know what? You did it. You're you're doing, yeah. kid. You're doing good, yeah. kid.
0: Um, you've, you've defied the odds. Yeah. And by defied the odds, I mean created a new, yeah, a new, a new like standard. So um, he goes down
1: on one knee, says, "All hail the rightful lord of Asgard, savior of the realms. All hail, all father Thor." And so this is, you know, when the story started. Thor did not look like this. No. Back in six years ago. No. And now he's missing an eye. He's got the eye patch. He's missing an arm. He, and he has the um, destroyer arm that he has in the future.
0: And this is what, I was going to say, this is what King Thor looked like mm-hmm. in like 10,000 years in the future. That's what when I mean. see, yeah.
1: Yeah. So he's actually taking the character where we saw him mm-hmm. six years ago. Um, and so there's going to be one more issue. There's going to be the War of Realms Omega. Which I'm sure it's just going to be like, here's what's going on with Valkyrie, here's what's going on with Loki, here's what's going on with Malakat. A couple Catherine of Punisher. preview books. Yeah, yeah preview books. Um, but yeah, overall, this was super fun. I'm so glad I read this. When I heard it was coming, I wasn't sure if I would care about it because, like I said, the Jason Aaron Thor run has been you know peaks and valleys for me. It hasn't kept me the entire time, but yep. what I've liked, I've really liked. And this was solid all the way through at least the six issues. It feels mm-hmm. like twelve issues in six issues, which is how yeah. I want an event to feel, but it, in a
0: good way it was it was um yeah no it was it was meaty but not dense it was um it's brisk it came out on time, but it felt like a like it was worth it mm-hmm. um i I feel like it hasn't been getting it didn't throughout the run of it it hasn't gotten an, as much love as I thought it deserved yeah there's
1: yeah. the whole reason we're doing this podcast yeah is if i mean hopefully you didn't listen this long if you haven't read the series but uh read the series yeah we're here it,
0: it this this would be a great reread if if they collect this in an omnibus or something this is going to be a fantastic effing read oh yes so um anything else no uh i um batman damned ended this week I didn't read it yeah
1: uh, i read the first two issues and i didn't care
0: I still I read all three of them and I, it was pretty.
1: Oh, it looked good. It was pretty. Yeah, Brian Azarello. It's pretty worthless too. I don't. Let you say worthless?
0: Yeah, like the the story ended where it started in a very boring ass way.
1: Oh man,
0: it sucks too because I've been reading really good Azzarello lately. Like I I went I've gone back and read, um, his Wonder Woman run which I never read before. I'm in the middle of it. It's awesome. It's it's so amazing. It's like the best thing I've ever read of his. Mm-hmm. And then I read this and I was just like, this is. This is. Ugh.
1: Yeah, I don't know uh, why this was the one that
0: launched Black Label. It's pretty. Libermano's stuff is really pretty, yeah, yeah. but it's as as for sequentials, it's it's stilted yeah. in the same way that Alex Ross is often when he does mm-hmm. sequentials, and it's just it was not good. Yeah.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read, read the it. third issue. Read it. Yeah. You,
0: you invest in the first two.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. If you guys have any questions you want to add to the conversation, you want to tell us about what you thought of War of the Realms, you can email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail if you go to the website cultpopgo.com. There is a bright red banner. You can click on that and uh, say your words into our ears, and we'll play it onto the show. Um, you can help the show out by either rating and reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And oh, you can help out monetarily if you want to throw us a you know couple some change. You can go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo, and that'll help us out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk at you later. Bye.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including
1: the Cannibal Hardcore. Where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh,
0: it's so spooky!
1: And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at
0: Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyonk, PA.